Every year, Rob brings up the average price of beer at a stadium, and this year, there is a new winner. Wendy talks about the Bells-inspired giving campaign. Nick is curious about the future of THC and beer. Dan ponders the data that Drizzly gives us, including how RTDs currently passed hard seltzer. And Ken finishes the show by recapping the 2022 Burning Foot Beer Festival and why you should go. Want us to cover articles? Send us the news to betterondraft at gmail.com. Welcome, everybody, to the news segment, September 16, 2022. My name is Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. We were expecting a second guest tonight, but sadly, uh, capitalism. Uh, and uh, this guest may not be able to make it. Uh, we were supposed to have True Colors on tonight, but uh, I think they're going out with some uh, issues right now that they need to address than just a... Uh, you know, struggling podcast out of Michigan. Uh, my name is Ken. Let's go around and see what everybody is drinking, starting with Rob. Rob, what do you got over there? Oh, shit. Oh, so oh, I'm started with that. Uh, so I am breaking out with a little uh, mixed cocktail. I'm uh, hitting up with some Russell's 10-year um, bourbon and adding some ginger beer to go with that. Uh, I'm also probably going to have, thanks to Wendy, a can of Don't Lay a Finger, the pastry stout from Listerman, uh, which has a nice, you know, Simpsons uh-huh. reference that's going on here, which so basically it is a, a Butterfinger style pastry stout. And Listerman can never go wrong with them making pastry stouts. They just need to keep doing that. Wendy, what are you drinking? So I uh, continued on with our dogfish head trend, and I opened up a 90-minute IPA. Man, I forget how good that is. And I also have, um, I believe, Tenth and Blake was on our show at one point. Yes. And I have a Hop Valley bubble stash with uh, cryo hops from them. Nicholas, what do you got? Uh, I'm finishing up the Vodka Crush from Dogfish Head Distilling. And on that note, I am about to crack open the Namaste from Dogfish Head. Daniel, are you tanked at 520? <laughs> no, I'm working on a um, on a 805. Oh, God, beautiful... you threw me off. I'm just <laughs> Beautiful glass. Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker. Firestone Walker. <laughs> Former guest on the show. We also, for me, I've got a Sam Adams Wicked Hazy New England IPA and a Dogfish Head 60-Minute IPA. Uh, why am I drinking IPAs? Well, that's what they sent me and is not going to get drank unless I drink, drink them. Uh, therefore, yep. uh, yeah, that is just what's going to happen. That's, that's you know, Dan, Dan, you're okay with just letting them sit. and uh, I sure am. Never. For me, like... <laughs> I've been doing my best to try to empty my fridge so that I can like go back and try to maybe focus a little bit more on either spirits or seltzers, um, but beer just keeps coming. Uh, with that, we were prepared to have another guest, as I mentioned, on the show, uh, but at this time we do not have uh, the guest, so we're kind of scrambling a little bit for this news segment. It has been a whirlwind of news, um, and we'll, we'll touch briefly real quick before I pass it off to Rob for his article. Uh, but Dogfish Head was recently on our show. Uh, they're actually closing their Miami uh, brew pub, brewery, brew pub, one of the two. That Miami, Ohio. Uh, that would be Miami, Florida. Uh, and the reason for that is is that they were getting a rent hike, a rent hike, causing them to basically say that we just cannot be in business anymore, which we saw here in Michigan with Sellermans when Sellermans closed. Um, so we do kind of understand. Uh, but with the first mm-hmm. week of uh, NFL in the books and start of the second week, uh, Rob, what is your article about? Uh, first week of NFL. First, I will have to say, um, as most people pretty much know, that I am a lifelong Steelers fan, despite the fact that I have lived in Detroit my, or at least in the Detroit area for my uh, entire life, uh, that I have been a Steelers fan since roughly being about eight or nine years old. And I will be the hopefully not the first one in Steelers nation to admit that we had no business winning week one. Yeah. 
We had no business whatsoever. Don't lose to Jacoby. Our, Don't our lose offense, to him. Our <laughs> offense was shit. Um, I, I will say that that was probably one of the best defensive games the Steelers have had in probably the last seven years. <laughs> but our offense was absolute shit. And the fact that we actually got away with that one um, and, you know, their, their, their kicker, the, the Bengals kicker, you know, that dude is money. Um, him missing a 26 yarder in overtime that, that was just unheard of. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, we, we should basically be and one. <laughs> so I'm just going to put that out there. I, I don't want to confuse you. The show is called better on draft, not football draft, but I'm, beer draft. So he's, he's rapping out to that. What's going I'm, on in beer? I'm, I was wrapping that up, but basically I was just saying that just to kind of segue into an article I ran into on Axios about the NFL teams that have the most expensive beer. Uh, hopefully, I don't know if you guys have looked at this yet, but I, I guess I'm kind of curious to kind of go around the room uh, in terms of the locations that you think may have the most expensive beer. Um, and I, I will just say, just actually, you know what? I'm not even going to throw it out there. I, I want to see what you, what you guys will say. So I'm going to start with Nick on this one, and you just give me a team that you think is that that has the most expensive beer and we'll see where they rank i actually think i know the answer to this because i think i saw the article so um don't take a guess then i want to say it's washington it is not washington 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 is fifth they are fifth. i was up there let me take a crack at this rob they're tied they're tied at fifth all right dan go ahead because i'm pretty sure we did this article a year or two ago um, so if nothing's changed, number one's going to be Las Vegas. Number two is going to be LA. Uh, no, Las Vegas would That's be changed. third. Uh, LA would be second. So, so going back to one. yeah, so going back to to Washington, uh, Washington is fifth at eleven dollars. Uh, LA is third at twelve dollars, um, and then LA. Obviously, they have both teams, Rams and Chargers. They are third at thirteen seventy-five. Who's opened a new stadium in the last couple of years? That's probably your <laughs> uh, answer. Ve- Vegas <laughs> and the Chargers and Rams, SoFi mm-hmm. and SoFi and Allegiant are the newest. Wendy, stadiums. I already, I already looked at the article, so Wendy can go okay. take a guess. So, Wendy, anything? I for can't guess because I looked at the article too, and I've also okay. seen the stadium, so I understand why. So, so the number one, the most expensive beer sits in Philadelphia. The, the Eagles have an average beer price at $14 and 67 cents. Jesus Christ. Beer. No wonder why they always assault each other at the stadium. <laughs> Come on. No, you think it'd be the opposite because so, they can't afford enough beers to get well, that drink. They, what they do is they drink in the parking lot and then <laughs> they on, buy hold, one beer, one beer on, inside on. the stadium. And then they kick the hell out of each other. Wendy, go ahead. Okay. So I know absolutely nothing about football. But I know that I have had beers at Ford Field, and I have never paid six twenty-five for a beer. It's always been way up there. So, Maybe I'm walking farther to find craft beer, but are they including craft beers in that? Because I no, know six twenty-five no, is no, not no. the average they, at Ford Field. This is and fourteen sixty-seven. What are they? What are they charging you for it for fourteen dollars? So. I can tell you this, Wendy, being a loser season ticket holder for now 40-something years. Thanks Come on, man. You had hard knocks. This, this is the year. Knocks. This is the year. Whatever. Anyway, um, the six what, – what was it for Detroit? Rob? So, uh, so, so at dead last – yeah, dead last was was Lions, Falcons, and Jets at six dollars and twenty five cents. Okay, so here's what they're doing: they are trying to get people to come in at the very beginning of when the doors open. They do this power hour thing from like eleven to twelve, and it's in one spot inside Ford Field, and they have discounted beer, so that way they can get you into the into the damn stadium, and then they can start leeching your money after power hour ends. It's only in one spot. It's in the atrium of 
the stadium. So if you if you go down between Comerica Park and uh, oh the Elwood Elwood Bar and Grill, oh, the Elwood, down, okay, down that so right street, right down the street, go go through that. That's what I consider the main entrance of Ford Field. That those doors, right fair, there. yeah. The Power Hour, I believe, is somewhere in that spot is where you will find the cheaper beer. And it's only from the hours of 11 to 12, an hour, two hours before kickoff. So when the, because the doors open two hours before the kickoff. Drink in the morning so beers. So wait a minute. So, so basically this for is- beers two hours before kickoff? Well, I, I guess a that's the thing. That, a lot of people. That, well, that's, that, that's, that was kind of going to be my question. Is this kind of like trying to get people to come in to take away from tailgaters? Mm-hmm. I think I think so. I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. And then when you think about it, when you when you're drinking, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep wanting more. And then you're going to pay twelve dollars a beer, thirteen dollars a beer. In this case, I went for for the home opener. I spent 16 bucks on a Bell's Bell's Amber. One thirty something bucks for two beers. Yeah. And And you got in. I I remember you said, I guess I'm not getting my nachos this week. And I remember you said that you got in late. You you missed that. Yeah. They missed that yeah, opening drive I, I, touchdown. I missed the first like. He six, missed seven the power minutes. hour. Wow, I'm never there for power hour, Wendy. Don't get me wrong. Well, you <laughs> should be. You yeah, should okay. be. No, look, there I paid twenty three hundred dollars. No, he's tickets. drinking I'm the free beer in the parking lot, Dan. Like everybody no. else. There no, was... you know what beer I'm. You know what beer I'm drinking? The beer that gets mailed to me on this damn show. That's the beer I'm drinking. <laughs> There now was, the Falcons. Oh, hold, hold on, Rob. Go, go I got. I got to tell go a quick, ahead. Yeah, go a ahead. quick little anecdote because Nick and yeah. I would uh, went to a game once, and we went to a place called Mario's, uh, which had yes. a shuttle, and they were trying awesome to, food. Man. They were trying yeah, Italian to, restaurant. Yeah, uh, kick the all the Oberon that they had, and at one point they had um, twenty dollars, I believe it was, all you can drink Oberon, and they gave it to us Jesus. before the game. And when we came back on the shuttle, they still they honored, a lot, they honored it. They honored wow. it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Was that was that living down? Still living in Detroit, Ken? Uh, I would say yes. Okay. It might, it might, all right. Might have been like right. Might might have been right around the time where my. Dad I mean, I have a feeling I know which game it is, Nick, but I'm not going to tell you which. It's game. the Dallas game that we left early. I get it. Ooh. That we end up coming back and winning. Ugh. Rob, go on before See, we continue. I, I, I was going to say that, you know, with with the, the low end, with the three being the Lions, Falcons, and Jets, I will say that with the Falcons, you know, that they had been trying to do a lot of uh, concession uh, changes on their end where they are trying to make it more family affordable to get people to come in and see the game and be able to have, like, basically a family of four to enjoy the game and not have to to basically create a second mortgage or HELOC to be able to afford feeding a family. And I understand what their prices. I I didn't know with, with Ford field and the lions and how there's that power hour. So that that's new to me. Like generally when, whenever I try to go to a game that I don't buy a whole heck of a lot, just because I try to like with my kids that I try to teach about this is the cost of convenience and this is what you have to pay when you walk into the place so you should probably eat and drink before you walk in yeah so I try I try not to um so just to kind of go through the list here um like I said Eagles are at the top at 14.67 Rams and Chargers at 13.75 Rangers at Raiders at 12 bucks um, at eleven fifty are the 49ers, Saints, and Jaguars. Which I mean, I, I, the Jaguars. Jag shot. <laughs> they were doing free beers at one point a few years ago to get people into that stadium. That kind of surprises they should, me. They should continue to. They, do they so. probably should. <laughs> um, at eleven bucks, the uh, Dolphins, Giants, Commanders, uh, ten fifty, Titans, Seahawks, Panthers. Uh, at nine fifty, Cowboys, Packers. Uh, at nine twenty nine would be my beloved Steelers, which, eh, it nine twenty nine. I know it's it's an average. It's still too high. I mean, I I feel like it's too high. But then again, it's it's like what I what I try to teach teach my kids. It's the it's the cost of convenience. You you go to Cedar Point. 
I, I can't buy five waters to Cedar Point and not spend thirty dollars. It that's just just what it is. I I, I hate it, but that's but just, you just could what buy five be. beers. Yeah, <laughs> I could. Um, at eight dollars and eighty cents, Bears and Bills. Uh, eight sixty three, the Buccaneers. Uh, eight fifty, the Chiefs. Um, AKA the chefs uh, at eight forty, the Patriots $8.13 Ravens, Browns, Cardinals uh, at $8 Texans, Vikings, Colts seven fifty would be the Broncos uh, $6.59 the Bengals. And then at six twenty five Lions, Falcons, Jets. So that, that is, yes, 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 yes. That's pretty much the list. The, the average price of the beer, by division, the highest, of course, being the NFC East, which I always feel the NFC East always overvalues themselves way too high, and they don't represent the the NFC conference as a whole. Um, so their their whole con- their their whole division averages at eleven fifty four. Uh, the lowest division um, by average is the AFC North. Because, you know, we beat the shit out of each other and, you know, we did need to drink beer to beat the shit out of each other. Um, that averages at $8 and three cents. So that so, is that is the lowest. I do have a question now, Rob. What were the lowest yeah. three again? Detroit. Uh, the, the lowest three was Detroit, Atlanta, uh, New York Jets. Where did the Giants New fall Jersey into Jets. this? <clears throat> the Giants were they were at they were the they were fifth tied at eleven dollars with the dolphins giants and so, commanders wait, wait, i get what you're wait. i get where you're going because they're both playing the same stadium the same damn stadium <laughs> they play in the same stadium how is that possible <laughs> wait and where are the chargers the chart you didn't mention the chargers, chargers and rams were they the chargers same and, yes chargers okay. and rams are the same at 1375 okay so they're lowering yes. beer prices for the jets games i love it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone needs to see if Zach Wilson can like do what he needs to do. I mean, I don't want to because I mean, shit. I mean, don't don't go there with your mom. <laughs> don't go there with I your don't, mom. I don't get that. Sound advice before we uh, <laughs> yeah. before we pass this on. Um, if you guys head on over to Twitter uh, and you follow Pints and Panels. Um, a great artist who does a lot of beer art did uh, beers, beer styles that match with your team. And Michigan was the English mild. Uh, yeah, you know, mild team, mild beer. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going with Ghetto Blaster as like, you know, Michigan Detroit staple. But sure, Dan, mild team. You know what? You know what, Dan? You go next. What news article do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I will go next. Let me just pull it up here. I uh, found an interesting article covering um, some numbers from over the Labor Day weekend. So this is going a couple weeks back here, about a week or so again at this point. Um, coming off of Drizzly, we've actually seen light loggers and American loggers grow and share as far as sales go. Uh, light loggers grew 9%. American loggers grew 19% as far as sales goes. Uh, another big thing, too, is the RTD section um, actually outsold um, seltzers for the first time on Drizzly. So this kind of brings around the question because, you know, and we kind of talk about it from time to time. Are we just those outliers now? Like, I don't want anything to do with white lagers. I don't want anything to do with American lagers. Seltzers, if I have to drink one, you know, it's kind of like licking a TV screen, you know, getting that static. But, you know, are we, you know, and we're older here now, even Ken is at this point, are we... Are we like a dying breed of people that like 10% beers and above where everyone's drinking, you know, basically, and I sit here with an 805, um, are people really moving out? You okay, Rob? Why the fuck do I know what that tastes like? (laughs) Well, I want to say one thing, and I think you guys might agree with me, is that seltzers existed in the vacuum pre-RTDs because everybody wanted the RTDs. And now yes. that RTDs are here and you can get the more flavorful uh, drinks, then why do you need the seltzers anymore? Um, That's a fair point. So I yeah. think I think no matter what, because this is Drizzly, so this is delivery. So this is, you know, people who are most likely purchasing for parties or current, like during parties or 
um, you know, at that point where they're buying more in bulk because not many people, not many people in our area of the alcohol world buy from Drizzly. Um, yeah, I wonder why. Well, right. we typically want to go. We want to see the label. We want to build that rapport with the the local liquor store owner, like Jack Satuna over at Satuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of M59 on Rochester Road. Been a minute since I did one of those. Well done. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that's what we want. We want to build that rapport. We want to look at the labels. We want to look at the beers. We want to see what's new. Whereas Drizzly is more for um, easy. Uh, it's more for parties and people like us, when we're coming to parties, we're bringing 10 percenters we're bringing 20 percenters. We're bringing bombers to mm-hmm. share. Um, so that's, that's where I think that this gives us a improperly skewed data set. Um, if there was a, um, demographic that you could create of craft beer fans, I think you would get a lot different. Um, but I still think if you're buying from Drizzly, you're going to be buying the the lower ABV stuff. And those that are, you know, the the story is that RTDs outsold seltzers. It's just a world of where seltzers were a replacement until RTDs existed. So there's an, I'm glad you actually brought this up because there's actually an interesting um, number in here. So if you look, if you have looked at the article, the top nine of the top 10 sellers are, uh, loggers, and then the 10th is an IPA. Their IPA sales are actually down 10% between this year and 2021. So it's not, they were moving IPAs from the looks of it. It just seems that it's gone down at some point here where people are moving in favor of the loggers, whether it be a light logger, an American logger, anything like that, even do a Mexican logger. Do you think it could be a COVID thing? Switching over to loggers? I don't know. No, no, no. Not switching over to loggers, but not buying on Drizzly anymore. It's tough to say. You know, I don't, you don't have Drizzly in Michigan, do you? No. We we could technically get alcohol from shipped, uh, but Drizzly obviously is coming from like party stores, not Meyer. So not, you know, not only do we have Drizzly out here, you can order liquor and alcohol on Uber Eats now and all of the all of the apps basically where you can order from. And I always use that as if I'm too drunk to leave the house because I've got, you know, craft beer stores half a block away. Um, so it's tough to say that I've always personally used it as, Hey, I can't really drive. Maybe I should just order it this way. I don't know if other people do the same. Wait, it's half a block away and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You order it anyways. Yeah. Okay. Of course. I don't feel so bad I, now. Thank I, you. I don't, tr- I don't trust myself. That, I, I would do the same. I would oh do the same God, thing. Like I'm not I mean, driving. I drive a Camaro. My whole fucking week. Yeah, Thank I you. drive a Camaro. I, I, you know, I'm going to get pulled over instantly. No, I mean, it's a half a block away and you couldn't walk to get it. Oh no. You know, I don't want to deal with <laughs> meth heads. I don't want to deal with anything so Dan, dan's gonna be the first i feel person so much better right now like a drunken public <laughs> going to the beer store to stock up on beer while drunk <laughs> shit i just got a covid booster that's a half a block away and i still drove because i didn't want to walk that shit <laughs> but i i mean i think you know statistics is all about uh, th- this would have been a great topic for CJ, actually, our guest from Dogfish had earlier this week, being an analyst, um, being able to break down these numbers. But I think there's there's a lot to take in, but I think there's a lot of data and information that we just – we can guess, but we will never really know. Right. So um, we've seen over – I don't know. I don't. I can't say even say how long, but we have seen a trend of – the brewers and the people working at the breweries who are wishing for more loggers and light loggers, why would we not expect that to start to show up in the people who are buying the beer? I mean, I, I agree. I was, I was on a show called beer and beer in front uh, earlier this week. I think it got released today um, to promote the update to the Michigan Brewery map app. If you guys didn't know, we added cideries and meaderies to the map app. Um, so basically any site that creates hard cider, mead, or craft beer uh, is going to be on the map app themselves. Go download the map app for free at mibeermap.com. Um, I, I agree that there's some self-correction from the 
crazy high ABV, the brewery, the 90 minute, 9% IPA. What was the beer you gave me before the Lions game, Dan? Like a barrel aged Scotty Karate? Yeah, Um, it was a Scotty Karate. Like, like. I think we're self-correcting a little bit and being a little bit more sessionable on the beers that we want. Um, but the beers themselves that were being purchased on this app are Bud Light, Corona, Coors, Miller, Modelo, like not stuff that we normally drink. It's stuff to fill a, a party room, not a... Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's that's my it, thought. Wendy, you could disagree with me. You're more than welcome to. No, I, I mean, I totally get what you're saying. I'm just saying eventually we're going to start to see that shift a little bit. It's oh, a shift sh- the other way, honestly. You, you think it's going to go back to the like higher, high, higher and higher ABVs? No, there? I think we'll start to see like people actually buying more of the, if the, if the brewers want to see more loggers and light loggers and they're starting to make more of them, we're going to start pe- seeing other people buy them. It's not just the brewers that are looking for those types of beers. Dan, did you say you think it was going to go the other way? It needs to go the other way, I think. But that's me personally. I mean, I agree with that personally, too. But (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I think we've kind of beat this to the end. Dan, did you have anything else you wanted to? No, we covered it. Boom. Bam. Wendy, what's what's going on in your world? So I, my article is a little bit outdated because we haven't done news in a little while. Um, but I think it's kind of an important topic to talk about because, you know, I'm the uh, consummate volunteer. And Bells came out on August 15th and announced the launch of its Inspired Giving campaign, um, which is the company's first official grassroots grant program dedicated to giving back to the communities where Bell's beer is distributed. Um, And I thought it was really cool because they talked about the fact that even though they have been bought out by a bigger entity, they're still looking into their local communities and they're still the same people. And I think we've talked about that quite a bit on the show. So um, I thought it was cool. Um, It guaranteed that $480,000 will be donated to nonprofits, programs, and organizations dedicated to supporting clean water and water habitat protection by the year's end. And that number came from the number of barrels that they sold in 2021, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, they're going to sell a dollar for every dollar, every barrel they sell, they're going to donate a dollar, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the recipients don't have to be in Southwest Michigan. Um, but be, but their work does need to be focused on water conservation efforts or equitable water access in areas across the continental U.S. where Bells does business. And Bells is currently distributing beer in 43 states in addition to Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. So I just thought it was really cool. I wanted to um, make sure that people knew that this was going on. Is there anything that we, the consumer, can do, or is this all uh, Bell's doing? Uh, it? Buy Bell's beer. Buy Bell's because beer. every barrel that they sell, they're going to donate. So, and they did say that they're going to um, make sure that they're going to, uh, like, every year that will increase depending on what their sales are. But that was the number that they started with, and I thought I just thought it was something that we really needed to talk about. Um, does it make a difference to you guys that they're doing this? Does it make sense that they're that Bell's, who is a brewery in a that is in a state that is surrounded by fresh water, wants to work on water conservation? What are your guys' opinions? It's good to see. Um, I mean, I'm glad that you know they they still have these you know kind of philanthropic efforts that are still going on despite the fact that they have been you know, acquired. Um, I kind of feel like uh, I I get annoyed with the amount of water that get pumped out of our great lakes from Nestle and and put into bottles. Yeah. I'm I'm (laughs) trying to stay away from the politics of that, but (laughs) knowing that, you know, that, that bells is still kind of keeping up with their efforts um, I mean, honest, I, I guess kind of feeling like I, I, I 
want to see a little bit more. But at the other end, I, I don't know their financials. I, I'm not an accountant. I don't know what their books look like, and I don't know how much they can put towards their philanthropic efforts that would still help them sustain being a brewery and keep their employees working. Because um, obviously, um, it's equivalent exchange. You, you take away from money that you take away from the people that are working for you. That, you know, I want to keep seeing that, you know, that that continuance of effort in working towards, you know, a sustainable environment. Because a lot of water gets used in making all of this beer with all these breweries that we have. And as Matt Bush would say, water is 90% beer. 90% beer. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So there's, there's a a lot of, a lot of those, you know, as they, they say, you know, you know, trying to solve society's most pressing social and environmental challenges that we have a lot of challenges. We, we have a lot of water and California doesn't. So, you know, there, there's a lot of water that's out there that, you know, we're, we're using to make beer with these 7,000 plus breweries and in, in the midst of having forest fires. So, you know, I, 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 I applaud their efforts and want to keep seeing them, you know, putting money where it helps with sustainability and the environment, because there's, there's just, there's there's so much to get used in in every uh, every facet of what we do in daily life, and it'll be you know I guess just just better for all of us. I don't know. <laughs> I I think those who are are looking for bells will purchase. Like for me, when I see bells amber, usually I'll go buy a six pack. Um, this will not. And not in a negative way will not make me go buy more bells. Like I'm not going to go out and buy bells instead of X or, but no. it's going to be in the back of my mind that of what they do, um, kind of like how things founders has done is in the back of my mind when I go into a store and decide what to buy. Um, I mm-hmm. I'll regularly just buy my beer. Um, I think hopefully maybe for people who are like, oh, do I want Two-Hearted or Centennial? They'll be like, oh, I'll buy Two-Hearted now. Um, but for me, I I don't foresee – I don't think I, there's ever been a – unless it's like been like a, a local brewery doing something for like a very local community. Like X is doing it for Y. Like if Eastern Market's doing something for uh, – or I think Ferndale Project did something for the local – um, uh, LGBTQ organization out there. Um, so like those kinds of yeah. things, I might be like, oh, you're doing a one day thing. Okay, I'm gonna go support the one day thing. But now it's just gonna be in the back of my head, like, all right, well, you know, Bell's is doing this. This is great. Now the next time I go out, if I'm debating between, um, and not not to knock what I'm about to say, uh, Big Lakes Amber versus Bell's Amber, I might be like, you know what? I know what Bell's does. I'm going to do something for Bell's. But I also know Big Lake does a bunch of philanthropic things. That I, I, I can't keep yeah. it all in my head. So it's it's it'll be in my head, but it won't be the deciding factor that I'm going to go out and buy Bell's. That's I don't know fair. if anybody else feels the same way or under, understands the verbal... Uh, excrement that I just spewed out trying to explain my position. I feel the same way about that. It's it's great. I love it. I appreciate it. I mean, if you look at the the brewery numbers for Bells, they're already pre-COVID numbers in 2021, um, brewing the same amount that they were in 2019. So uh, Mm -hmm. they're doing good, and they're going to probably do even better now that, you know, they've got New Belgium and their distribution footprint. Definitely. Before we move on, though, I do want to say that those interested in applying for grant funds have through October 15th to apply. And the awards are anticipated to range between $500 and $5,000 up to $100,000. And invested parties can visit bellsbeer.com slash inspired dash giving to apply. And you can also listen to our interview with John Mallet, episode 223. Better on draft podcast from June twenty twenty. Damn good interview. Over two years ago, we talked to this guy. Yeah, Nick. 
Not it's a whole, Nick. not a nice. <laughs> wow, haven't heard that one in forever. Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, gonna go to the state of Minnesota, where the Little Thistle Brewing Company, based out of Rochester, Minnesota, um, is releasing one of the first THC infused beers in the state of Minnesota. Interestingly enough, in the state of Minnesota, recreational marijuana is not legal it's decriminalized in the state of minnesota so um they will however in just recently uh in a surprise move by the legislative uh branch in the state of minnesota they did legalize thc and cannabis to be used in food and beverage uh up to a certain number of milligrams five milligrams is the uh is the limit uh that they can legally use this in food and beverage uh but little thistle brewing just this week releasing an eight ounce can of what they call their um strawberry flavor of a a non-alcoholic beer with strawberry flavoring and what they call a little something extra um and the name of the beer is called chill and from what i see on social media right now uh, people are clamoring for it there in the town of Rochester, Minnesota. Um, question to you, probably very, very easy question. Is this going to be opening the floodgates for potential future legalization of cannabis? Maybe not necessarily, not necessarily a beer related question, but is this the start of, uh, could this turn into something bigger for the state of Minnesota just by putting a little bit of THC in a beer like this one? So I want to make one point while Rob's <laughs> finishing his thinking face, and I'll pass it to him. Um, if you're not watching the video, obviously go to youtube.com forward slash better on draft. You can check out the videos and all the videos uh, over the last couple of years of the better on draft podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know, so you can make, so these THC beers are beer flavored THC drinks. Uh, they're all non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They're all usually 0.0. Um, I don't know if they're uh, AFs or NAs, um, but they're all 0.0s, just like two roots. Um, So they're going to taste like a beer, but have THC in them, just like any other THC drink you might get. It's going to have the flavor, but not the alcohol. So you can't do both. Uh, As much as we are on the precipice of hopefully decriminalizing and legalizing marijuana in the U.S., um, can't do both. I uh, can't get high and have uh, alcohol in the same drink. Rob, what was on your mind? You were in deep thought. Just really the thought of the flavor profile that, you know, when you have all of these cannabis cannabis and THC drinks and the flavor profile that that end of the spectrum gives you and then you add the beer on top of it, it still just feels so experimental that the flavor profile just is not there yet. Like it, it basically like anything that is THC or cannabis infused that it's, Oh, this tastes like beer. And then, Oh, this tastes like fucking dirt. Like, 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 Oh, but it's, it's THC. Like there's just, there's this weird, you know, this, this, flavor profile that comes off when you talk about THC and cannabis that it just it adds such a different flavor profile when you're trying to do beer that I really have not found a way to necessarily enjoy that yet so like it's great that that you know Minnesota has been able to do this (laughs) and 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 put that out there. Um, it, it's a start. It's just obviously, and and like what we were talking with CJ at uh, you know at Dogfish Head, that there's a lot of regulations that still need to be changed in order for it to be put out to the masses mm-hmm. nationwide. Yeah. And until we get to that point, I don't feel like it's going to have the flavor profile that non-cannabis users are going to be used to and enjoy until it comes out to be able to be 
experimented on to change the flavor profile to a point where general beer drinkers and seltzer drinkers and, and hard cider drinkers are going to be able to enjoy because that that cannabis and THC flavor is going to kick in and it's going to be like, why the fuck did I just stick the 20 yard line into my fucking mouth? 20 yard and- line. <laughs> well, hold, hold on. Let's 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 take a, a quick um, poll. Is there anyone on this chat since cannabis is technically legal or decriminalized recreationally in both of our states? Um, and when I say both, I mean all the four of us and Dan. Um, does anybody actually partake in cannabis, weed, THC, whatever it is? Like I, I personally do. Does anybody else? Nick's. Nick's raising his hand. Dan's saying no. I mean, I've I've had a few things. Um, you know, it, Kurt, shout out to my brother Scott and his little gummies from time to time yeah. that, that I've had in the past. And it's just like, oh wait, this tastes like cherry. Oh wait, this tastes like fucking dirt. Where, where? <laughs> I think you need to get a better choice. That's what I'm uh I'm gonna uh, agree with No, Nick I have too here. many things to do. Yeah, yeah. So I'll 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 say it. I take it. Oh, gummies for sleeping and it was the best decision i've ever made yep i've I've been trying to use it i've been trying to use it as a sleep aid and trying different brands and stuff and it doesn't work for me but it works for me i found the brand and now i'm i'm migrating over into the chocolates that this company makes and they're nice little packages they're small portions they're perfect so i don't go out full blown with it i just do the the sleep aiding the sleep aid part of it i have i take partaken on other stuff yes is it for me probably not but it's there um i I think it's important to know which of us do partake or not because um whether you do or not one it's legal or decriminalized and two it's it's a vice it's a choice and you can choose Mm -hmm. to use it or not to use it which is perfectly fine i haven't necessarily found a beer that i've just enjoyed like it it's it's not it's for the price because you're you're paying for the price of yeah um the the thc are they yeah. expensive oh, i have yeah. no idea no, so so yeah. the, so, the ca- so so the in this particular case dan they are selling these cans for this one brewery eight ounce cans i thought i saw a six dollar yeah six dollar price tag per can for eight ounces and how much THC is in it? Five milligrams. It's the, oh, that's it's the low, max, isn't it? It's the maximum they can go legally without breaking the law. Oh, it's, gotcha. So, so five. It, it all depends one on your tolerance, but two, like five milligrams is very. It's not high, but it's not nothing. Yeah. Um, you should get something out of it. There are uh, like sur- surreal cans are about thirteen bucks a piece. Um. I don't recall the one. I had a, a wit, a Belgian wit that was a THC beer in Denver. Um, but it, it literally, like for me, like THC really doesn't do much for me, um, except for there. There was a time post uh, we we had a interview with Latitude Forty Two, Chris Reynolds, fan of the show. Yeah, um, hoping to see him for episode <laughs> three hundred. Um, but uh, we went to a local. We'll say metery. You could probably gather local metery where I was. Um, and somebody <laughs> brought some medical grade stuff. And that was one of the last times I ever had an Uber somewhere uh, because I was just so high. Um, <laughs> but but again, what pre pre legalization weed was a lot duller. Weed now, because it is brewed and made and created in laboratories and not, you know, um, Nick's cousin's house or something like that. Uh, (laughs) From his grow house. Yeah. Sometimes it's Nick's cousin's house. Let's be honest. Oh, true, true, true. But but a lot of the stuff, especially the the five milligram THC or 10 milligram, like that's it's very, very pungent. Um, Right. Quality wise, so you're you're getting the full five to ten milligrams. You're not getting sticks and stems. Um, no sticks, no. So yeah, you're. <laughs> thank you, Rob. You understood the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so that's I, I feel like there's going to be a a trend, but I don't think it's going to carry on that much to where it's just going to be like a part a segment within the industry, but nothing that's going to take away from anyone. And I, I, I think just going, go, going into your strange is going to depend on what strange you get to use, whether it be your 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 Luke Skywalker or your or your, your your Tommy Pickles. You're just I mean, saying things now. No, <laughs> maybe he had a little bit. He's just talking. Tommy Pickles strain of weed. Yeah, Tommy Pickles. I, I I would not be surprised if there was a Tommy and Pickles. Really, really strain. quickly. Just, I, I know I am making that shit up, but I'm yeah. pretty. I I feel confident that I'll, somebody has made a Tommy Pickles. We're gonna see, see that on the market now soon. There for you, Rob. And really quickly. And Silk Road. What Silk year Road. is this? <laughs> <laughs> really quickly by the numbers. Uh, states with legal uh, medical cannabis, 37 states out of the 50, mm-hmm. including four out of five uh, territories, plus the District of Columbia. Uh, for recreational use, 19 states, including Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, and Washington, D.C., and 12 other states, including the Virgin Islands, have de- which includes Minnesota, have decriminalized its use. Other states like uh, Texas and Wisconsin, Georgia, the Carolinas, Tennessee, just to name a few, 100% illegal still in the United States. Yeah, don't get caught with it in Texas. Needless to say, I won't be bringing that with me to San Antonio. No. Yeah, that is, that is find an one, one thing to understand is, is that just because it is legal in Michigan does not mean it is legal federally. So do nope. not fly with it. Do, do not, not fly with it. it. Do don't not. harass the border patrol. Yeah, don't don't bring your high or have weed on you. Yeah, don't don't do that kind of stuff. Um, I want to end the show. I want to tell you guys a little bit of a fun story uh, because I went to the Burning Foot Beer Festival for the first time ever, and. Yes. Uh, a lot of positive things that I want to compliment. Of course, you can go check out the Burning Foot Beer Festival episode of the Michigan series of Better on Draft just from a few weeks ago. Uh, but the festival is a hundred brewery plus live concert festival uh, for 50 bucks, we'll say. I don't know what the actual price was. Um, you can get in. You get 15 drink tickets, plenty of Michigan and non-Michigan breweries that are in there. Um, so we, we had the opportunity to drink. I think Revolution was there. Um, there was uh, a couple Wisconsin breweries, a couple Illinois breweries, mostly Michigan, but still some out-of-state stuff. Um, I, honest to God... One, it was a pain in the ass walking through the sand for six hours. Um, definitely a workout on your calves, to say the least. Uh, two, camping on the beach was amazing. Um, a great experience, especially because it gets nice and chilly at night, so you don't have to worry about sweating your ass off in the you know end of end of August in Michigan, uh, right on Lake Michigan. You wake up and you hear it's you, you get your all natural white noise machine for sure. Um, the concerts themselves, um, quite interesting, uh, for everyone who made fun of the fact that there was a Limp Biscuit cover band. Yes. Honest please, to God. Let me know. Tell us more hear, about that. No, I need to hear this. Go. Honest to God between the, uh, the people who were drinking, the brewers, the cellarmen over at Austin Brothers literally knew every single word and was running around jamming. Everyone had a blast. Um, everyone subconsciously <laughs> knew a lot of like the, the more casual songs, like your your Nookie or your Break stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then they, they had a handful of other bands, Lit, Pacifier, um, Filter, who replaced Everlast, which was sad because I did want to see Everlast once. Damn, Filter um, was there? Filter was there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Filter's Fil- so good. Uh, Plain White Tees closed the show. Great show great everything like the festival was put on nice everyone's chill um if you you can like go check in your shoes so you can just kind of like walk around without getting uh sand in your shoes um all the money that like went into everything um basically all profit goes to donations to local charities um so like the shoe check-in place is a charity the 
Um, there was another check in place that I can't think of uh, what they were checking in, but that that went to share. Like each one had their own little area. Starving artist had a little haunted house there that they set up right on the beach. Mm. Wow. Um, so the festival was great. Uh, if you um, go in, you could come and go as you please. Uh, so you can go into the campground and like relax for an hour and come back into the festival. So you don't have to like stay there and drink the whole time. Um, extra tickets were only a dollar a piece, which is dirt cheap compared to some other festivals that we've been to. Um, and, uh, there is a restaurant right next to the festival called the deck. So they had like eight food trucks there. Um, but if you go to the deck, it gives you a chance to kind of like sit down and relax, um, and the portions were amazing at night. They had like their own band and the, like their band, their house band was competing against the plain white tees, which was hysterical. Um, <laughs> the festival is a must go to at least once in your life, I believe. So if you're a Michigander burning foot beer festival, they not paying me to say this for sure. Um, because if they were, I'd probably be a lot more structured on what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, the festival itself easily, one of the best festivals I've been to. Um, but uh, here I am. It's 2022. And Dan and I, uh, you get a chance to meet us because we're going to GABF. Yes, sir. Uh, so we will be there on Thursday. I'll be there on Saturday. Go check us out over at Grand uh, Great America Beer Festival. If you do not get a chance, but you're in Michigan and you want to come to the Better on Draft Beer Festival, that Saturday, uh, October 8th, I believe, in Utica, yeah, Michigan. Uh, Dan will be there. Uh, so while I'm going to be at GABF in Denver on Saturday, Jan's going to be at the Jimmy John's Field in Utica, Michigan. Uh, a few of our hosts will be there. A few of our writers will be there. So go check it out. That is our festival. Five years running that we've been running, helping run that festival. Um, so go grab your tickets right now. Uh, that is going to do it for the Better on Draft <laughs> Beer Podcast. Uh, we have a new untapped name. Uh, you can go follow us. I'm going to have to get this updated uh, on the, the banner behind me. But our new untapped name is now Better on Draft. So you can go find us on Untapped. You can go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Better on Draft. Watch us live Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook and Twitch. And that's going to do it, I think. I think that's everything. I think I've said okay. everything. Uh, no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Peace.